Welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. So my voice probably sounds foreign for two reasons. One, we've not done uh, an over-the-turnbuckle podcast in nobody can remember how long. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna take all the blame for that. I had a kid a year ago, almost now. Um, I don't I don't know. I we're just gonna blame Scarlett and we can call that a day. <laughs> Um, Javon's here with me, Ricardo Ricardo may pop in towards the end of this podcast, but it's been so long, we have not recorded a podcast in so long, and we recording two this afternoon, literally the Friday before WrestleMania, so there's going to be some content for you guys to listen to going into, and if you miss it, coming out of WrestleMania, so you can tell us how wrong we were about any predictions that we may make on the second podcast where we get into mm-hmm. talking about our um, preview and possibly predictions for WrestleMania, but this podcast, we want to talk about just the state of wrestling in general. Now, for most people, that means the state of WWE, but we are going to talk about some stuff that's happening outside of just the world of WWE as well. Um, it's it's been it's been a time. It has been a time, Javon. Where where do you want to start? I'm, I'm gonna um, give you the reins for where we start, and and reins might be where we start. <laughs> yeah, Maybe yeah, we yeah, just do that. Yeah, that was that was a good that was a good bring on. But uh, we might as well start with it. Uh, I, I try. I try. Return, I try to pretend like I know some radio stuff. <laughs> the return well, the, of the 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 absence and then we missed all of that. So some gas. Okay, for people that don't know, um, last year o- uh, October, October, yes, Roman Reigns had announced to the WWE universe that he was going through a battle with leukemia. Um, he had went through this battle before and at that point it had a reemerged <clears throat> so he had taken some time off to heal up you know fight back against cancer and all the you know good 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 <laughs> causes that comes with cancer cancer you know um so i'm i'm, I'm going to do what the skeptical <laughs> yeah. wwe and wrestling fan <laughs> the iwc uh, but some people didn't say what, cancer in air quotes right (laughs) so okay i let me start by saying i do not believe that wwe faked this i think that your boy legitimately yeah yeah. legitimately you know suffered from leukemia and and it came back um so my wife is a doctor i think i may have mentioned that before um and she 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 when when he came okay so it wasn't so much when he left when he came back I was like, okay, so homeboy said he had leukemia X, Y, Z amount of years ago. It came back. Mm-hmm. And then October, November, December, January. January, February. Did he come back February or March? Uh, March. So he came, he came back, back, I think, March. late February or early March. Early March. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. old boy was out for five, maybe almost six months. And now he's back what saying the cancer is in remission, name, right? Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So, so I posed it to my wife. And she's like, well, you got to understand there's different forms of cancer. And it doesn't affect everybody the same way. Because mm. people are like, oh, well, he didn't lose his hair. Da, 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 da. This is bullshit. WWE is just, you know, using this to say, hey, now we have a story that you this guys, you can't, you, can't, you can't boo the man. No you can't boo the man nah, if he's coming back nah, from beating nah, leukemia, nah, right? That, no, you're not going to boo somebody <laughs> yeah, who yeah, fought yeah, cancer yeah. and won a second time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think, I'm, I'm, I'll put it out there. I personally don't think that it's a, that it was work a work. I think it was all shoot. I think everything to do with it was a shoot. Um... I do think the timing of his ret- of his return is perfect for yeah. WWE. Yeah, yeah. Because it's perfect for two reasons. One, it was close enough to Mania that he could make it onto the Mania card in a somewhat meaningful match. Yeah. But it was also too close that he couldn't be thrust into, let's say, the Universal title match or something yeah. along those lines. <clears throat> so they got an opportunity to bring him back, but not necessarily have fans feel like, Y'all bring this dude back, and now he's straight back into the title picture. He's right back fighting Brock for the Universal title. I'm telling y'all this is bullshit, right? So it couldn't be that <laughs> because obviously at this point, you know, it was too close to kind of change that up. We already had Seth versus Brock set for the yeah, main event. We were very deep well, in. Well, one of I the main deep events into it, but we already had started the whole right. In the we, I think we were. F- it was it was too far. Go- yeah. well, it's never really too far gone, depending on how much stuff is scripted or not scripted, I. right? E. 
Jackie I, Lynch, Ronda Rousey, i.e. Kofi Kingston, yeah, Daniel yeah, Bryan, right? right? So, so when you think about it, um, it's it's never really too close because mm-hmm. if you, but I think that that so let's look at let's look at that versus the Kofi Daniel Bryan situation, right? So, Mustafa Ali got injured. Yeah. Kofi got put into the, the elimination, elimination chamber. chamber match, right? And then he performed so well and got so much fan support that. That kind of started. That started the story of you know Kofi mania and getting this push towards it, right? Actually, have something, yeah. But that was an organic thing. It was. It was an organic thing, but it was sufficient time for them to plan, Mm -hmm. right? And so with, it's one of those things where okay, you think that didn't require much planning? Not really, right? Like it was. It was. The story kind of told itself. Yeah. But that versus Roman, where it's like okay. Anything at that point would have been force feeding him into that situation. But the thing with Kofi, if you think about it, Kofi's match wasn't final until two nights ago, three nights ago, because they didn't sign the contract until yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday gone. Yep, yep. And he didn't officially um, have him about outside of the contract. Mm-hmm. He wasn't slotted into that posi- position definitively in terms of kayfabe terms yeah. um, until last week. So you're talking about a week and a half before Mania, right? So you could technically, if you're planning something, have it where it's not official until that close to Mania. But I think the fact that you can do that with planning, the Roman Reigns thing, which is like, no, I think that really just came out of left field. They were, I'm pretty sure they were hopeful that he would be back in time for Mania, but it's it's cancer. You can't really tell that. Oh, I get what's going on. Right. But the other reason why it's perfect, the timing, is because they get to get him some run, um, they get to test the McIntyre feud as a potential thing to cycle back around to maybe when he does capture the universal title at some point because we know yeah, yeah, at I some point Roman's like, Roman's gonna yeah. get the big red belt back on his shoulder. At we some know point, that McIntyre is gonna fight. For and I think and of course I think McIntyre. Well, I think if you look at it now, if you look at Raw, I think Reigns, McIntyre, Seth right now are probably your top three male wrestlers on SmackDown. Who the hell knows what's happening with Braun Strowman? That's a whole different conversation well, altogether. Yeah, that, that, that's its own dog. Like, that's, that's, that's its own flicking podcast. And that bring, actually brings me to the flip side of the whole Roman situation. The Which is what? about it is because it really threw a lot of feuds and a lot of other wrestlers in flux when Roman left so abruptly that oh, that, that brought back right. the need okay, so we that, have to put this back on Brock, Brock and that's you know? so that's the other thing right so you can't you can't have a conversation about yeah. you know the state of of wrestling the state of WWE without talking about the title being back on Brock Lesnar yep. and that was definitively an outcome of Reigns having to, mm-hmm. to, to take a step back and go and deal with his leukemia treatments and all of that so if you flash back to October, the plan was Reigns versus Strowman it was. for the Universal was title. And we talk about this. We've talked about this. I know I've written about it before. Um, the fall is usually a good time where WWE types, kinds of t- likes to play around with putting their big titles on untested or unproven yeah. guys as a way to say, okay, what what noise can you make between you, you know September and December to see yeah. you know because they know they're losing the the fight against um football anyway so it's like let's slap the title on somebody who hasn't had it before who hasn't had, or who hasn't had a big run and let's see how it works and so October if you think about it would have been prime time for them to say okay let's put the belt on Strowman for a couple of months let's see what happens and then by the time you got to either um whatever the last pay-per-view was in in december or and and or royal rumble once you got to that point if you didn't want him to be in that main event scene for mania then you just pull the title off of him and whatever the title match is and rumble right and so then you set your your chart forward for for mania but you're right it did it it set the main event scene out of whack because it force fed the the dean ambrose turn which when you look at it now which I would say we all knew was coming, but I don't. They, I, I don't expect that they wanted it to happen so soon. Right, and well, not like that. Right, and I think the challenge too is, I don't think it worked. It didn't. I, I think no matter how you slice it, the it the Dean Ambrose turn did not work. It didn't. And so, that's actually a really good segue into our yeah. next main topic, which is so we know Dean Ambrose is well. Okay, 
we I'm gonna do air quotes We're again. Assume. We are under the assumption based on what we've been told by because the internet rumors. He happens to be great friends with some of these guys. Well, oh, well, that, that we're, so we're gonna get to that. Yeah, don't yeah, jump don't jump yeah, the gun. Yeah, so <laughs> I think in February or March they announced WWE officially announced, and this was I think after a couple of days of rumors that um, Dean Ambrose, also known as I think Jonathan Good is his real name, yeah. um, is leaving WWE at the end of his contract, which ends and at whole, some point all during the April. The so whole it was, yeah, it was, and so they did the whole shebang, which they've never done for a talent that's leaving under this type of circumstance, which right. is which your already contract raises is, some antennas, I'm right? Like, okay, so what's going on here? you already have it as okay. Here's this dude. He's a member of one of the most dominant factions of all time, the Shield. Um, yep, yep, yep. Former world champion, former tie team champion, former intercontinental champion. Did he have the U.S. title? I think he's actually a Grand Slam champion. He's a Grand Slam so he's he's, he's had all of the yeah, titles that yeah. you can have as a as a, a, a male wrestler, can, basically yeah, in in WWE. And so we to have somebody leave, and they're just leaving because their contract is coming up, and they've said, "Well, I'm not renewing my contract, and therefore yeah, yeah. I'm out." We've never really had that happen where WWE's response was an announcement that yeah, was more because right, right, typically right. when you but get that, it's had it before where right, but, but the announcement was more along the lines of we wish X Y Z well on their future endeavors yes, and that's it. Like, but like they rolled out the whole thing and it was like this is so when Roman came back, we got the Shield reunion for a match at Fastlane, I think it was. Yeah, and so you have all of these things that kind of came and yeah, it was like oh at the end, right. Like, so this whole this whole big thing. You know, and that's all fine and good. But obviously now it leads to our next conversation, which is, well, where is where would Dean Ambrose be going? And then it gets to your point. Well, we know, generally speaking, that he's very good friends with a certain Cody Rhodes. Yep. Who is one of the principals behind the new wrestling promotion, AEW, All Elite yes, Wrestling. Yes, yes, And so that's the natural expectation or question is well is is dean going to aew yeah um and then that leads us into our discussion of just about aew in general which is flicking insane at this point so you go back i think six to eight months not long after the the first all-in um pay-per-view event uh-huh. there were rumors that started that said oh you know cody rhodes chris jericho and yeah, jim yeah, ross, ross are coming together to create this new wrestling promotion mm-hmm. and they kind of, for the most part, denied it. Nobody really said, oh, yeah, this is happening. And then all of a sudden... Well, they have get Kenny Omega as well. Right. Kenny. But, I mean, essentially, yeah. but but mm-hmm. those were the three principal people that they talked about was yeah, yeah. Um, Jericho, Rhodes, and Ross. Mm-hmm. So now this week, within the lead-up to WrestleMania, we find out that Jim Ross has a contract. Some big... Right, so his contract includes commentary contract. as well as, I think, an, an advisory or a consultant yes. role yes. within the promotion, which means I'm assuming he's going to have input on stories, on planning, on promotion, mm-hmm. on angles, all of those sorts of things, right? And so, like I said, this is just an easy transition because Dean Ambrose being good friends with Cody Rhodes might be going to AEW. And it's just like, what do we have in AEW? What do you think All Elite Wrestling is going to represent for, and I know this is kind of a related conversation, but we've been away for a while and we haven't had a chance yeah, to discuss yeah. this in, in this format. But what do you think, um, Javon, what do you think All Elite Wrestling represents in today's landscape of professional wrestling in general? Well, first, I'll start saying that we're, we're at a place now in professional wrestling and wrestling entertainment as a whole where wrestlers don't necessarily need the WWE. You know, they, we, have, Facts. we have New Japan. Uh-huh. We have Ring of Honor uh-huh. now. If you have um, AEW, mm-hmm. to whereas everyone is trying to shell out these big contracts mm-hmm. to get um, to these big name wrestlers. Oh, sorry, not to cut you off, uh. but just to remind people that a lot of the money behind AEW is coming from um, Shad Khan's son. So Shad Khan yeah. is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, and his and son, yeah, yeah. his son yeah, yeah. is one of the principal yeah. financiers of All Elite Wrestling, which speaks to the big contracts that they can offer. Because I know right. that, that yeah, was the now, yeah, that was going like, to be the question that a lot of people had, had which is right. how do you pay for all of these right, big right. name talents? How do you the talk of like how do you get to give so Jim so Ross this, this groundbreaking contract? So and so is getting this, and so is going to get uh-huh. this. 
Um, and people are saying, people who are in flux with WWE, uh-huh. rumors are floating out that AEW, in some instances, is offering much better contracts, yeah. right. money-wise, which, than WWE. Which in is, return, has propelled WWE to now be like, hey, we can give you this. Right. We well, have this new deal coming. Uh-huh. We can offer this. But now it brings me to my other, my other you know, point. And I don't want to be the the downer about oh AEW. Oh boy! Because you know it is if, if it ha- it's it's going to be phenomenal if if it it comes through. But you have WWE WWE in mm-hmm. talks with Fox to bring SmackDown over. Mm-hmm. I've seen AEW shell out money to this person, this individual, mm-hmm. talk about this and talk about that. Right, and they are they're apparently in discussions yes. with a few networks regarding mm-hmm. um, getting their content on. On national television, um, but I think, I think before we get there, I think that it goes back to my question to you: What does it represent in the la- in the current landscape of wrestling? What well, does AEW specifically represent? It, Is, it, it, do you it think represents... it's do you think it's competition to WWE yes. or do you think it's an alternative to WWE? Because those are two different things, right? And that's the discussion that I think. Well, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That's the discussion that that uh-huh. that needs to be had. Because I think there's a different uh-huh. weight and and type of expectation. Yeah. If your thought process is AEW is in 2019 competition to WWE like WCW was mm-hmm. in 1996-7-8 yeah. when they had the Monday Night Wars. And I don't think at this stage without seeing and knowing mm-hmm. what it is, yeah. and especially at this stage where they may not be running weekly shows or or in the, in that type of vein, yes. I think it's it's it might be putting the cart before the horse to and look I do at think them. That may be a detriment for some um, stations, right? So yeah. from from a oh. from a what is the value of this in terms of bringing this content to TV? If you're not a weekly programming, then yeah. so there is that question. But I think their competition to WWE in this way, their competition for talent. Right, so they're a place where yes. people are going to yes. say, you know, I yeah. may have more freedom. Mm-hmm. The creativity may yeah. be different, and maybe more along the lines mm-hmm. of what I think I should be as a wrestler, as a professional wrestler, as a sports entertainer in 2019. Right, and so for that reason, they are competition for wrestlers because they have uh-huh. the money to give out yes. good contracts. But I don't think they're competition in the way of you're going to sit down and it's going to be Monday night at eight o'clock, and you're going to think. Am I watching WWE or am I watching AEW? And, and I don't think I that's what they get. are. And that's where I was going to get at. I think for the viewer, it's an alternative. Yes, it, it definitely is at this point. It's definitely more of an alternative to the point of saying that I do feel like wrestlers, indie wrestlers of all the same, are going to want to go to WWE far more than they want to AEW. The AEW. But I do see AEW being used as a bargaining chip as to whereas... Oh, okay, definitely. WWE, right. You guys want me, but AEW is offering this. Right. So what getting you guys offering offering exactly. Him. So, and so, you... so with WWE, I have to go through. We have more days, more shows. AEW, I have less days, less, less shows, shows, and more I may, pay. And I may be getting an equivalent right. annual pay. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. So I want to be here, but. They offer me more hair. Right. So what, so what are you going to do? do? Right. right. And that's are you going to Are you going to pay me more money yes. for the more dates? Or are you going to yeah. Are you going to allow right. me to wrestle and less dates for I the same happen. amount of money? I don't necessarily see that we're referring them in terms like, oh, they're going to take our views, but more so it's like, dang, we need the talent. There, yeah, there, right. it's we a it's a talent, talent. So it's acquisition like said, challenge. That's what it is? Because WWE, when you look at it, I mean, uh-huh. and this isn't really one of our topics of discussion because I think we've kind of covered this before. But WWE right now is a lot of their top stars are the top indie stars from five six seven all of them eight yeah. years ago if, you, if you think of most of the top guys they've been top guys and and even going back i think when did when did aj debut 2015 2016 aj has been around i think for maybe three 16. three or four yeah. years now and aj was one of the 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 homegrown tna guys he was, he was in new japan for a he while was. i think he had a stint in in ring of honor here and there he so you, you look at that you look at seth rollins you look at kevin owens you look at a lot of these Shoot. guys we even at times we you know we just take notice of the fact that all of the main event guys are nxt products right and Everyone. most of the nxt guys unless they're really young so anybody who's nxt yeah. who's over 30 is probably came from another indie promotion yes. before they ended up in NXT. Um, 
Because you even look at, at, at the Undisputed Era, right? Those are all, all those guys. indie guys. guys. Yep. And so, you know, that's that's kind of where we are. So when you look at, at the product, and we're going to get to this very soon in terms of a discussion between the difference between Raw and SmackDown, but especially on SmackDown, SmackDown right now is reminiscent of the, the SmackDown 6 era because you have Daniel Bryan, Bryan holding the title. Yes. You have dudes like and Mustafa it, Ali who, who are sniffing around the main a event. a glaring difference to when you have yeah. a guy like Brock mm-hmm. hold the title and you have a guy like Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. hold the title. Because essentially, as and, and Daniel Bryan could be the best wrestler in the world and he's probably... It's probably arguable that he is. Yeah, um, definitely. But... It's still believable for after all these interviews. It's still believable for almost anybody on the roster to beat him, right? Because he's a small guy. The challenge that you always have with Brock is, and this is the challenge I think that how they tell the story on Sunday for WrestleMania if they want Seth to come out with that title. Now, there's obviously a number of different ways you can do this, Mm -hmm. um, and we're gonna get to that particular discussion in the second part. Yeah, yeah. But I think the thing that you look at is. There's not many guys unless they are the size, and even when they're the size of Brock, it's still like he's they still had him manhandle Braun. When you have him manhandle right, arguably the biggest, biggest guy on the roster, it and, makes it like how is it how is it believable? As a monster, but how right? Because right, then the question is, well, how is it believable that Seth can beat him if he ragtag Braun Strowman, yeah. right? And Seth is that's a damn good wrestler, this. but that's the problem, yeah. and so. Like I said, you go, you look at SmackDown right now, and you look at Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, you know Mustafa Ali, Rey Mysterio, yeah. Randy Orton. Yeah. Now Randy Orton is kind of like that prototypical WWE wrestler. He's like six six, six yeah. you know, two hundred whatever big, pounds, right? But not too small, right? But he's he's like when whenever I know there's a um a David Shoemaker from the Ringer likes to say, you know, you imagine that when Vince looks at what's the prototype wrestler yeah, yeah, like yeah. Randy yeah, Orton he, is that listen, perfect it's look, a perfect Randy size, is the perfect. youngest WWE champion ever. At this is point. he still yeah, hold that record? Still, uh, I he think should. he does. Yes, I think yeah. he still holds that. Yeah, he does. Right. So, so that's the interesting thing. I think when you look at it, you know, AEW. So going back to where where mm. this particular train of thought started, AEW is is going to be competing for a lot of the guys that WWE has been trying to bring up and push yeah. to the top of the card on both NXT and yeah. on the main roster, especially when yeah. you look at SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So. They are going to be in competition from a talent standpoint because they've been raiding Ring of Honor New Japan for years now. It's probably been, in terms of definitive, we going out there to get the top indie guys and bring them in. You go back. So I think it started in earnest when they brought in Finn. They brought in Shinsuke. um, And then you look at, like I said, you look at Undisputed Era. You look at all of the guys that have come in in that time in between. Ricochet. These are the big indie guys. And so those are going to be the people that... You know, next year when everybody's New Japan contracts are up, they're going to be in direct competition with AEW for talent. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, from a from a product standpoint and from a, a wrestling fan standpoint, I think it's safe for us safer for us to look at AEW as an alternative or or even just a slightly different version of wrestling that you could watch that and WWE yeah. to kind of get your full fix. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I don't think anybody should look at it and be like, yeah. well, we're looking for them to have like a WrestleMania-type yeah, situation don't, don't look next at year and compete on that scale. We're going to have another Monday Night War. Not at this yeah, stage. No. It may grow not. to that. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. But I don't think anybody should sit down right now, you know, in April of 2019 and be like, Oh, you know, when All In 2 happens, Double or Nothing happens, it's going to be, you know, the Monday Night Wars all over again. It's it's not. It's not. It's not not a fair expectation. And I think if there's too much of that, it could crush them in the very early stages. Now, I will say this. Cody Rhodes is obviously the son of of Dusty Rhodes, Mm -hmm. long-time, well-known promoter. You know, he was one of the the most talented, most well-respected bookers in wrestling history, you go back and you look at even a lot of the NXT stories that were told. About Dusty, yeah, man. Dusty was a big part of that. So Cody seems to have inherited some of that from his dad. You look at a guy like Jim Ross. You look at a guy like Jericho, who's been around the the business for going on thirty plus years now. There's a lot of wisdom, I think, in as much as Cody is the is is the guy in terms of being in charge. I still think there's a lot of generational and and 
timeless wisdom in who all is involved in that project that is going to allow them if they want to grow into being direct competition at some point i think they have they have what they need to to get because they have good money behind them they have good wrestling minded people involved and so i think it it gives them a a good stepping stone into you know this is what we want to be Going forward, this so is what been, we want to grow to be. I've been thinking at one point they almost had the Undertaker, right? Dragon Eye. I call full one thousand <laughs> percent bullshit on your comment and that rumor. That's trash, and it was always Undertaker. Hey, Undertaker is going. It's a good rumor to have, yeah. but it, it tells you it the level. Right. You know it, what it tells it, you? It, it tells you the level of hype. That was going on when, when that announcement A-W first happened, was, and yes, and it's just like like those dudes. People think Undertaker yeah. removed WWE from his socials. Yeah, you know he's yep. doing more stuff. stuff yeah. He's signed to do to do the 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 um the fan stuff ah, around right. yeah, Double yeah, or Nothing, yeah, double and it was like, if y'all think Undertaker is going nah. to wrestle anywhere other than WWE, he's not. I, he's not. You know, <laughs> Ricardo would roll over in his he's, predetermined he's, grave. Okay, he's Ricardo not, would. He's not. Yeah, you, and Vince you, himself had to step in and be like, "Take up." Vince, <laughs> Vince would have to come in and be like, "Fam, you want to, you want ownership stake in the, right, in the right, company?" What are you doing? Vince would not allow that. Come Vince on. would no, figure no, out whatever it takes no, to keep Taker, Taker there. Not Taker, not no, but Taker. even if Taker wanted to go, even if he wasn't the company guy that we know he is, yeah, Vince, would in no allow. uncertain terms, would never, never. allow on it. Not a what, day. He would, step, he would bend over backwards. Foot in that arena. He <laughs> would do not. that more for Taker than for Cena, than for Hulk, than for Austin. Austin. Promise you. Maybe promise even The Rock. Prom- Maybe even The Rock. Promise you. <laughs> that nigga would not let Taker wrestle for Taker. anybody else. Shoot. Dude almost had Taker dying a Brock. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's that's not happening. All right. So, um, interesting. So, we're, we're going to do a segue a little bit differently. So, we talked about how... A lot of these guys that AEW um, are going to be in the market for in terms of wrestlers uh-huh. kind of um, overlaps with a lot of what um, WWE has been doing in terms of the type of talent that they're bringing in, which takes us to um, NXT, because obviously that's where a lot the of these ground. indie guys come yeah. in first before they, they hit the main business, roster. They learn how to well, they, promo. They learn they the learn WWE the style, right? right? Yeah. So. I mean, you do promos, in, yeah. but it's, it's it's different. You learn it's how the, yeah, you learn how to work within that WWE yeah. system, it's right? Different. Knowing where your cameras are, knowing wow. mm-hmm. you know when where your hard camera is, is, knowing where what you're playing to, yeah. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so NXT, I think, in and of itself, is in a good place. Um, I think Definitely the more interesting discussion now. around NXT yes. is the transition of wrestlers from NXT to the main roster. And I think that's always been the more interesting conversation because NXT somehow, some way, and it's it's probably because they keep bringing in guys who have some experience. You're talking about, yeah. you know, people are coming in from the indies, and they, I think their performance center is doing an excellent job of bringing in people who are completely green to the business yeah. and, and preparing them for um, uh, for going into NXT yeah. and eventually for going to the main yeah, roster. The last time I looked, I know they were trying to expand even um, into Japan. Well, I mean, yeah, they're, 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 I mean, yeah. look at NXT so, UK. Like, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a yeah, whole yeah. lot that that um that they're doing in terms of that. So, but I think the interesting, like I said, the more interesting discussion is is has WWE thus far shown any type of understanding of how to bring up most of these people to the main roster? I think it's 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 been as much as we've had blemishes on some and guys we expected to get over the hump in the main roster on the main roster they've had a fairly good track record with um a lot of the guys because you gotta remember most of them now are from nxt so you have your drew mcintyre's you have your kevin owens you have your Seth rollins you have your roman reigns come on you know drew yeah Drew yeah. was around WWE before. before he was. NXT, he was. So you, you know, he he, he, he left. You he came back. Started over at NXT. Right. So you know, we, you know, we still we got him there. So you know, you have a few guys. Uh-huh. Uh huh. honestly, I just think it's yeah. A you, lot of you know, you have a lot of but even Drew. a lot of characters that just don't translate over to the main roster. And you have it's it's more convoluted. It's more congested. At the main roster, too, right. as well, so, compared so to the NXT there's crowd. there's always that challenge, right? Uh-huh. So, 
at the 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 main roster is congested. Even with two shows and separate brands and separate rosters, it's still very much congested yeah. and and just over. It's it's a lot. Like it it just is. At the end of the day, no matter how you slice it, the um, it's there's hard the work. There's a work there's a, a lot more there, yeah. You have to work a lot more. Um, and I think the the. Is it a question of the gimmicks, though? I understand, and I, I've been one to say there's this. There's some. There's some. I've I've been some. one to say this, right? So, uh-huh. like, for example, um, who is it? Uh, Prince Pretty. What's his name? Um, oh, oh my God! Oh man, man, Fandango, Breeze, Tyler Breeze, Tyler Breeze, yes. So Tyler Breeze gimmick is not a main roster gimmick. No, as a matter of fact, it's Dolph Ziggler's gimmick. We have Dolph Ziggler. Well, well, not necessarily, you know. I think he, I think he, he, he's closer to even though he didn't have all of that. Like, what's the difference between Tyler Breeze and Ty Dillinger? And then what's the difference between like No Way Jose and um, what was the dude before he used to come out with the the Leo? Oh man, I know you uh, mean. I know I'm remembering his real name and not his WWE name. I know, um, but he had he had almost the same. Like kind he of, had people who came out dancing and dancing, party yeah, like yeah. So it's like Adam Rose or something like yes, that. Yes, Adam, Adam Rose. Rose. Yeah, yeah. So what's that's the problem, right? So yeah. when they come to the main roster, it's like okay, so No Way Jose is basically 2019's Adam Rose, right? Right. And Ty Dillinger in some ways kind of feels like well 2019 or 2018's Tyler Breeze. Yeah. And so there's that issue where it sometimes seems like you have overlapping gimmicks. But then it's also just does this gimmick translate when you start talking about the main roster? Because uh-huh. what is expected of it's there. the environment and this is the thing we always forget, right? And I think it's interesting because as NXT starts to tour, maybe we'll get a, a better yeah. a better transition of these gimmicks, but NXT for as long as it's been just yeah, in see, full sale, I think it is. I think they are present in the full sale. You have a captive audience. Think, yes. You have a, that's a, always going to be there. Fan base. base. Yeah, you have. They're mostly college Not to take away kids. From the guys in NXT. No, you know, but you're talking about no, but you're talking about what works, right? right. So it's like, okay, so uh, a 18, 19, 20 year old white hot-blooded American male, right? Uh, college age, because it's, it's, it's on a college campus, yeah, right? Yeah, it is, yeah, it is. At Full Sail University is not necessarily going to, or the 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 the, the adult the WWE fan is not necessarily, what appeals to those two different demos no. is not going to be the same yeah. thing. So what 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 a, what a 19-year-old American male, especially Caucasian American male, is going to see as Oh, we can let like like that's funny. That's okay. That's cool. That's ch- and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. it flies when that comes up to the main roster. And it's like, well, no, I need to be able to explain this to my kid, right? And that's where you start that's, to think about yeah. it. You're talking about adult fans and their kids and all of that. And that's when you get into and I have the, the perfect these example. Things don't translate. And I have the perfect example. Tagano and Champa had one, if not the oh, hardest feud of last year. Mm-hmm. They got brought up, and it's like. Nobody knows. Alistair Black. Who are had, these guys? Right. Alistair Black had one of the best matches of last year. And you he know, gets brought up. And you know Nobody how, knows. And you know how you know it's bad. <laughs> like, but you know how you know it's bad. And I understand a part of the reason that the a part of the kayfabe explanation is they don't have a main roster home yet. But all of those guys who came up in the main roster within the last few weeks, so Ricochet, Alistair Black, Black. Um, Lacey, Evans, Lacey Evans, they all still have NXT on their banner where yes. their name shows when they yes. come out. Uh-huh. I understand the kayfabe explanation is they don't have a, spe- a specific show, show yet, yet, but I also think it's a way to just be like, hey, remember now, these guys are coming over from NXT. Let's so it's the al- water. But and it's I- almost like a cover mm. yes. to say, okay... This is an explanation as to why some of you guys may not know, know them, them, but understand right. that they come from NXT, and it, it works two ways, right? It, it acts as a way I'm, to kind yeah. of give an explanation I'm as not to why, to it. but it also acts as a way for them to say, "Hey, but y'all should come over and watch NXT because these guys on NXT I'm are really a, good." I'm not opposed to it, but it does present. Yeah, it, it, it makes does. obvious the challenge that you have, right? And I, I'm I'm happy that they're realizing it because they have allowed a lot of good wrestlers that have been in NXT to come up. And like not live up to what it should be. Yeah, Example, but- Nakamura. <sighs> at the moment. We have Nakamura paired 
with no, Rusev, not, not, who is also, and this is my you problem. Could, you could list a lot of names yeah. of that, because Rusev is a former NXT guy, too. Yes, but here's my issue. I don't think uh, some that they allow Asuka. the guys to really showcase who they are and what they can be. Rusev has far more personality than what he is allowed to show. I, I find on the main I find him and Biggie are in the same space. Yes, there's a lot more yes, to the guy the than just being a big dude. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you want to run guys, just, and I think that's why. I think one of the most interesting things to note with Rusev is, I think in some ways he slimmed down as a way to be like, well, you can't physically just portray me as a monster yeah. if I don't look so much like, like a monster. monster. And I think that uh, I think that that was intentional on his part because you realize he doesn't look as swole as he no, did he when doesn't. he first paused. No, he, but he doesn't yeah, look as yeah. he doesn't look as swole as he did when he first no, he debuted on the, on the main roster. And I wonder if that's intentional on his part to be like, okay, you can't just play me as this one dimensional yeah. um, monster if I don't look like a, a monster, monster anymore, right? I look, I still look like. I'm cut. I'm still look like a, yes. like a wrestler, and I look like I could be a dominant force. But you can't just have me out here coming out bulldozing and having go to Rusev right. crush. Rusev crush. You got. I don't know. Does he even do Rusev crush anymore? I don't know. I just not seeing. I mean, he was face for a it's while. Not even trying to be a wrestler anymore. That's you asking good. all type of questions that you have time for. Like just way, way just, too many like, questions. Disappear in the dust, like as though we didn't, oh, like we wouldn't notice, like we didn't see it you happen. Mean, and like, wait, when was hold she on, but like, to what be? happened to Oscar's winning streak? Man, that, I don't think there's been a wrestler shit on as much as Oscar in the last two years. And it's a because it's a remember shame. we thought it's a crying shame. Remember you're like, oh, they're gonna see, give her the WrestleMania win over Charlotte see, last year, see, and Charlotte I, won. And then they, I, they finally gave her the title. Yes. And then they, they hot shot her into this For title match against, reason. against Charlotte. So, <laughs> you know, and then she lost, and it was like yeah. a random SmackDown. Now, See, now, I understand they do that all the time, right? Because Daniel Bryan lost, not Daniel Bryan, um, AJ Styles lost the title on a random SmackDown. The year before, AJ Styles it. won the title on a random SmackDown. So I understand that it's not out of the realm of, of normalcy for a, a main title to but be lost or won or changed hands on a it random, regularly televised show and not necessarily pay-per-view. But where my issue comes in is that it should have always been Asuka versus Charlotte. Heading to WrestleMania. And just leave Becky Hear and Ronda it. alone. Leave it. Let it be organic. Because Let now. It build. You had too much it's layers. A, it's amazing. You're, you're we, trying to do too much. But it's amazing. You, you, so realize, you realize how there's going to be a certain level of resentment. It that is. that this triple threat match is. is the main event. It when, is, and we wanted now, it so bad. But that's not, the, but that's because the they're not the it. best story now. Kofi no, is the best story it's now. Not. Kofi they is didn't the best allow story. it to remain organic. Nope. They, they didn't fo- allow Becky to organically have got it. You know, but you know what's amazing? Being over than they what they did not expect. But they you didn't know, expect it. But you gotta remember, you know what the counterpoint to that is? Becky might not have been in this position because she was gonna lose to Rhonda yeah. at, at what was that? What was was it Survivor Series? Yeah. She was gonna lose. Yeah, no, she, I, I, I think she, she was. I she was, was going but things, to but lose. But things fell in her position up to that so point. She, she had already been ga- gaining. If she, if she, gaining, hadn't, gaining, if she hadn't had a nose broken, momentum, right. she would not have hey, been in this position. So it's real. like, you, but you still, can't. Organic. It's, it's, it's only, all, all organic. But it's only so much you could complain, right? Yeah. Because then it's like, but if she didn't get a nose broken, she might not even be in Dang, like, in, in this match. It was a point where Charlotte versus Ronda as the main event sans Becky, sans anybody else. It was a point where Vince didn't even like Finn and Becky because of the accents. Oh, let's not talk about Vince. You know, so it's like... <laughs> let's not talk about Vince. Like, so hard to be at this point is a miracle in itself. Then we have to talk about Kofi and then we have to talk about Booker T and... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We can't do that. Um, so there's a couple of other things we had on here, but we're, we're slowly approaching uh, the 40-minute mark. So let's see what we can run through. Um, what's the better show right now and what's been the better show for the recent past? Smackdown. Why? Simple. There, <laughs> it goes right back to the issues we had before Roman left, and that's Brock, mm-hmm. who have the absence of, of the a main, main title. title. So mm-hmm. it, it becomes an influx of like what it's almost like. What are the guys really doing on the show? Mm-hmm. So, like I said before earlier in the part, you have Roman leave. That sends everything in disarray. You mm-hmm. have to mix up. It, it was almost. It almost felt like 
the I, time when punk first left. Right. We, we weren't sure. Like you had guys, so I'm gonna say but this, you weren't though. sure where to do okay, so or let, where to go so, with them. So let me say this in in not necessarily in defense, but as a as a redirect, I think SmackDown is the better show and has been the better show because they've been telling better stories. And I was gonna get to that because I think yes. I think the wrestling yes. the quality of the wrestling yes. has been yes. fairly equivalent yes. between the two shows. Yes. But I think the stories have been better. So, for example, you look at this Kofi versus Brian thing, right? They are literally retelling the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 story with Daniel Bryan as the heel. And that's perfect. It's freaking amazing. It's amazing storytelling. It's amazing storytelling. It's it's, like. Let's. I was even saying. Remember, I way back when while the the story was still building, I was even going back to saying the little details to when Kofi first was um when Kofi was first having his bit of momentum Mm -hmm. being up the card, Mm -hmm. and then he got pushed down because of Randy and that infamous match, and Randy was calling him stupid. You're stupid. They played played that back. Randy and Kofi hey. as a match. What does Kofi do? You're stupid. Right. You're no, stupid. It's, they it's, played it's on beautiful. it. It's beautiful. It's exactly. beautiful. I exactly. Mean, but it's, it's amazing what WWE can do when... And it's, it's serendipity is a serious thing because, like, this whole Kofi thing fell in their laps and it's, it's beautiful. Yes. It's perfect. It's easy to write. There were so many components of this, so many things that they're playing back on when you look at the history of both characters, and right? I'm glad they, and I'm glad it's, they did it. It's, it's, but they took their time for, for all of those. Even though it, you know, we wouldn't expect it, they took their time to go back and say, okay, well, all right, this we can add this, we can do this. This right. is his story. This is what we want to tell. You know, we can add these bit of detail to make this more organic and to flesh the story out more. Right. To make you know, the sympathetic for Kofi to gather more. You know, it's 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 perfect in all type in all ways. That's, it, this is why it just it, this is it why just we works. Want this much. Yeah, it, it just works. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what it is, though. I think when you look at the difference between the two shows, I think the reason why SmackDown has been the better show, um, and this goes back, I think, two or three years now is their stories, generally speaking, have been yes. better. Yes. And I think you you can't just... I think on Raw, and this may just be because Raw is supposed to be the flagship show. It's supposed to be... So you want the More big... More flashy. Yeah. You want the yeah. big guys. Yeah, you want wanted. that mm. sort of thing. And I've so come to... Re- yeah. The, yeah you're, come to realize that. It's almost like the wrestling is going to tell the story anyway. So I don't think the, the, the effort or the attention is necessarily paid as closely to are we telling the best story possible? Yeah. I think on SmackDown... And this, I think, even when you go back to the original brand split, the SmackDown 6 era, I think SmackDown has always been, though, we want to tell grounded, good stories and also have excellent flipping yes. wrestling in the ring. Exactly. And I think they've been the more... It's, it's a compared to, 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 to the NBA, they're, uh, they're a two-way player, right? Yeah, They're not yeah, just yeah, offense. Yeah, they they play offense and defense. defense. They, they have go. stories and, and they have good wrestling. wrestling. I think mm-hmm. Raw has been suffering from a lack of coherent, consistent, well-told stories. Yes. And I it think has. that's the challenge. It has. Um, and it's, just, it, it, it's, it's all over the place because you see it with... with, with and now Granted, there are some areas that, generally speaking, have kind of fallen to the wayside. The entire women's division doesn't... Ex- and I, I understand the tag team... The tag team titles are supposed to help with this, but it does feel like the rest of the women's division doesn't exist it's, outside it's of Charlotte, Ronda, and Becky right yeah. now. It and, the, and, it, and it shows it with the way they treated Asuka, right? It doesn't. It's like, no, like, clearly the rest of these right. women don't matter. And I'm sorry, that There's includes Sasha and Bailey. Those tag team titles they don't mean matter. nothing. They, no, it's the truth. It don't matter. It's nothing. just because Sasha and Bailey mean, mean I, so much to this whole revelation. And revolution. You, but you read the stories. You have and they, to give them something. But they had to beg Vince to do it. They yes. There was a story I think that it came out last week, and Sasha was saying they went into Vince's office every week, pushing to have the tag team titles. And it was like no, no, and then it was like yeah, maybe, but then it didn't happen. And then all of a sudden, eventually, at some point, it happened, right? Yeah. And when you think about it, and it shows, and it but shows, it shows like, we wouldn't really want like, it. I mean, you keep asking, I, I still right, do fine. it. Fine, you know, to keep you all happy, right? Go and, ahead. And in some ways, like to keep you all from jumping to AEW. Yeah, could potentially yes, be a part of it. Let's right? talk about it. I mean, let's talk a, about call it. Call a spade a spade. It, it that, could that potentially could, be that. That could be a part of it. But if you know that you're going to focus so much energy <laughs> on these, on these, on this main event match with these three women, it it doesn't lend a lot of time for. It doesn't. For everything else. No, it doesn't. And so the women kind of just kicked... And, 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 I mean, we can talk about the men's tag team division. That's that's an entirely 
it's it's the same thing. And it's so crazy <coughs> having seen like articles saying like, oh, they want to focus more on the tag division and this and that. It's like where I'm not seeing it. <laughs> where it's 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 not apparent. It's Mm-mm. it's isn't it, I can't I can't see that. Happening. And you know not how in its current state who ha- you know who has the title shot for WrestleMania for the Raw Tag Team Titles? Do you know? I can't even remember because it just happened this week. Do you know who has the who you know who has it? the shot? Was it? It's not Ricochet and and Alistair Black. It's not them. Oh, um, Bobby Roode and Gable. It's not Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. But what? The, okay, who? Right, going. It. It's not AOP. What the hell? See now, see like anyway, 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 anyway. Ah, uh, damn. Who else is on Raw? <laughs> Do you know who has the title shot? Who? <laughs> Zack Ryder. Come the hell on. <laughs> and, Come the hell and, on. And Heath Slater. Come the hell on. <laughs> Stop it, please. The losing Somebody streak. stop it. The losing streak. Somebody stop it. I didn't even remember those guys. I was like, what yeah. the freak? And you know who's going to win the tag team titles on Sunday? Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it. it's the story. Because it's the story. They have not won a match in however long. They somehow oh ended up God. with this match at WrestleMania. But why? And they're somehow going to win. But why? I don't understand. That's... I mean, I get. And that's story. so funny because like, we were like, we were like, oh, they put the titles on on um on the revival after they have the threaten to leave, right? And it's like, oh, like they put the titles on to help keep them there. If the if I was the revival, I'm going. I'm leaving. And I was if <laughs> I was a, slotted to lose at WrestleMania, WrestleMania to Zack Ryder and Heath Slater, I would tend to my res- like I would literally pull the, the contract out of my butt after the match. And like be like tear it up, I'm gone. Listen, like I'm done. I don't care what the non compete is. Give me my three months I, to not compete. I'm gone. I think that's what AOP should be doing at this very moment. It's like what is somebody injured? I don't. I've oh seen God, no this reports. is just this. It's freaking ridiculous, moment. man. It's ridiculous. And I don't know why they took their manager away from them either. Like all these things, all the layers that made them. <sighs> Why you guys are sitting on gold? Like, there's no reason why this should not be happening this way. <laughs> it's amazing, though. It's like, what is what is the state of wrestling and what is the state of the WWE, especially going into WrestleMania weekend? And it's like, in some ways, a lot of it is just like, meh. It is. You know, there's some stuff that it you is. like. There's some stuff that you're looking forward to. But generally speaking, a lot of it is just kind of like, I can't feel fully excited, for example, about the women's main event because I feel like they've butchered the story because, because they've I, done too much. I honestly like, felt... This like, is probably going to be for the other part, but that, that all three of them getting arrested and Ronda somehow driving a police car with her hand, handcuffed behind like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be mad. I don't care. So and it's so sad because I had such. So in a nutshell, I mean, a, I still I'm still I'm the still excited is, for the show. But the match I, is gonna I be good. I felt I felt that this WrestleMania had the potential when it was being set up to be one of the better WrestleManias. I think in, in their okay. Company, so I won't go. History. I won't. I think the matches are still gonna deliver because there are a hell of there's a lot of gems on this. This card is damn long. But there are a lot there, there yeah, are a yeah, lot yeah, of jams on the WrestleMania card. And I think that's the thing. It's like this is what sometimes makes it so frustrating to be a wrestling fan because you can sit down and you can bitch and moan about so many other things. Yeah, yeah. But then you look at when AJ Styles steps into the ring against Randy Orton, is that gonna be a good match? You yes. damn right it's gonna be a good match, right? And so it's like we're so easy to please because once people get in the ring and the match is good. In that moment, and this is all that matters, right? In that moment, if you get lost in it and the match is worth it, nothing else matters. And that's why, in a lot of ways, the state of the WWE is always in flux because we're sitting here two days before WrestleMania and essentially complaining somewhat about a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of moments that we walk out of Sunday night, oh, you no, know, yeah. for there that. There's going to be a lot of great matches. And it's like, you know, is it going to matter? Come And then if they have some surprise debut or something like that on Monday and Tuesday night, it's it's not yeah. going to matter because now we're going to reset. We're going to be there. We're going to yeah, be in that reset. moment. If they shake up the roster and people move around, you know, and that was one of the other things we wanted to talk about. And I think we'll, we'll end with this because it is an interesting discussion and, and it's going to shape, I think, what happens in WWE for the next four months as we get ready for, I think it's either four or five months, for SmackDown's move to Fox. Fox, Fox. Right? Mm -hmm. And so are we going to have a roster shakeup? Is it going to happen now or is it going to happen 
like in almost in a draft type format closer to when the show moves um how does that affect stories how does that affect you know who has the title and which title do they have and where are they and when are we expecting them to move and i think you're going to see a lot of what happens in the next four or five months i think is going to be specifically wrapped around the idea of setting up who is going to be where when um smackdown officially moves to fox and moves to friday nights come um fall 2019 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think Uh, i think that that's going to shape a lot of what we consider the state of it to be over the next few months because i think fox is going to want some big yeah they're going to right so for example you you you, they right now they they might want becky lynch more than anybody else I think they do. They may, I, they may say, you know what, this is the hottest commodity and we want her we on the show that we have. You got to have them. And I think that, that dynamic and is going to be so interesting. And I think that brought up another question to me. is like, are they going to be heavily involved in, once they make this move? Are they going to be heavily involved in terms of like, we're going to send this person there, we're going to send them there in terms of like, like Fox himself saying like, no, we, we want this. Well, I think, I think, okay, state. so I think they're going to want, they're going to want to have a say in who are the main event people that are on their show and on their roster. I think they're also going to have a lot of influence on the presentation of the product because I think they're going to want to make it even more. I mean, we've seen the the, the stories and the rumors about how they want to, they're going to want to make it um, in presentation feel more like authentic sports. Sports, Um, And so I think you're going to see, and I think you can even see it now with some of the shifts that they've made already in terms of um, the differences between SmackDown and Raw and how things are set up and how certain things are presented. And I think you're going to see a continued move in a direction to make SmackDown look, feel, sound more like a, 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 like, like a, like a football, football broadcast yeah, yeah, or yeah, an so, NBA so, so, broadcast, so, so. Right? right? So I think that's where where you're going to see a lot of influence. But I do think when you're putting down that kind of money, they're, they're going to have a say a in say, yeah. who our top guy is. And I think... That the dynamic of having two completely different and separate networks that have no interaction and singular ownership umbrella is going to be very interesting because it's going to make for a better product. I fe- I feel it like it should, should make for a better product. It should program. make yeah, for a better it product. It should. It should. So we'll see where this continues to go, and I'm sure if we can find a way to to not um disappear for another year, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we we'll we'll have some more discussion about how these things kind of impact. Um, the shape of, of WWE going mm-hmm. forward, um, and I guess as we as we look forward to um, the summer and money in the bank and all of that sort of thing, but I think we're gonna have more discussion about that when we go through the Mania card in terms of what happens post Mania mm-hmm. um, and where where they go from a main product storyline and all of that. Um, so thanks for listening. Um, we're gonna do a back to back, but we're gonna end this podcast here. Um, so make sure I try and get, you know, listen to this before Mania hits. Uh, remember to like, share, um, subscribe, do the whole nine, and we'll be back, um, right back. Right, right, back. Yeah, and we'll then, right back. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> no I make, promises. I made no promises. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs>